Live from the Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. On a little early today, we carry it till 4 o'clock, and then the Elite Eight comes along with UCLA, Michigan, Gonzaga, and USC. John Von Tobel is here. Thanks to Q Myers. we got to pick up on a couple of things that uh, Q and I were talking about with regards to uh, Baylor and that women's game and a no call and then the uh, the jerk, Kim Mulkey. That's coming up in a few. But breaking news coming down in the last couple minutes. Looks like the Raiders have signed Colton Miller to an extension. We'll get the details on this one. But, uh, you know, when you're talking about uh, numbers pushing him up to like the fifth highest paid offensive tackle in football, uh, he, he got a good deal. He got a good deal and lifetime money for him. So congrats on that. Raiders feel like uh, he's one of their bookend building blocks. So more on Colton Miller coming up. As we get ready for the games tonight, John, and like I said, the first game up is USC and Gonzaga. Any change in the number on this one? I'm still seeing uh, seeing eight and a half. Eight and a half Gonzaga, and the total is 153. Yeah, no movement. No movement. Yeah. It did get to as high as nine. That's where I'm at. So I took nine with USC, but it does seem like it's pretty pretty much holding that eight and a half. So we know where you lie in, on, on this game, right? Because you bet Southern Cal. I saw USA Today writer suggest that, or, or gave out, here are the reasons we should root for Gonzaga. I'm torn on this one. I'm torn. No. Because one, I do like to see West Coast basketball do well as a resident in the West for like 25 years now, I'm tired of hearing stuff that it's clearly from folks who don't watch sports out here. They just don't. Right. They go to sleep early. They're lazy. They don't do their homework. We talked about it last week. A couple of guys who, you know, really cover uh, college basketball at a pretty high level and Mark Packer and Dan Dockage. So like they openly admitted like, yeah, Oregon state. We didn't watch. We didn't good. Admit it. Cause I don't want to hear all these other storylines about, why the West Coast doesn't get attention? It doesn't get attention because mainstream media people in the Midwest, the South, and the East are simply too lazy to watch. And they certainly don't watch college football. That's why, you know, the Pac-12, I believe, is underexposed and underappreciated. There's a good brand of basketball out here. And we know California as a feeder state is outrageous in terms of talent. So I love how the Pac-12 is done. It would have been cool to see the Mountain West do a lot better. And we know the Mountain West Conference uh, has a lot of talent, you know, at a lot of programs and veteran talent. And I think next year they can they can make some hay depending on how the rosters are retained and and added to. So Gonzaga as a West Coast school, I like that they're doing well. But I will say anyone who's left saying that the slipper is on Gonzaga, Gonzaga is Duke. Gonzaga is Kentucky. Gonzaga is Kansas. Gonzaga is North Carolina. Just because you're not familiar with it, they've been building to this just like Butler. They're really, it's actually, if they meet in the title game, you're talking about two schools that have done it very much the same way. And the funny thing is, I'm sure Zag fans would be like, Big 12 and Baylor. Like, you do the same stuff they do. Mm -hmm. That's how you've built it. Um, And you can't be a Cinderella and you can't be wearing a slipper. One, when you're a number one seed. Two, when you've got NBA talent all over your roster. Jalen Suggs was a top 15 player coming out. Drew Timmy was a top 40 player. Coming out. They're beating big boys. Like Rui Hachimura wasn't some Japanese kid they discovered, you know, some in some remote area of Japan. He was a highly sought after recruit. 
Let's not even get into DeMontis Sabonis. I still have no idea how they got him. Right. They're, they are Duke. They are Kentucky. They are North Carolina. They are Kansas. They recruit at the same level. This coming year, they just landed the 13th player in the country. They're still very much in on, and I think it's locked down. But they're probably going to get the number one player in the country, a seven-foot center. So the Cinderella thing, please stop. But again, that comes from the fact that the West Coast doesn't get the exposure from a lot of the bigger voices that you hear around college basketball, especially the casuals who then come in to cover college basketball for about five weeks. Gonzaga is a superpower, and I'm sure at all those schools I mentioned, they're pounding the table. They're like, how are they doing this? The same way you did it. That's how they're doing it. They're not a Cinderella. This is not a slipper situation. It's not like they've made it to six straight sweet 16s, right? <laughs> it's, it, that, that's not really a part of it. Oh, wait, they have. We'll see. Now, with this mentality, though, I feel like then we should root against Gonzaga. I'm more on the side of rooting against them. Right, than, them I, than, a, I am, than I am for them. I, and here's the thing. It's going to sound stupid. Like, yay, UCLA and USC. I mean, that's kind of dumb, too. But right. they do represent the West Coast. But they are superpowers in terms of their resources. They just haven't executed well in recent years. But to your point, too, about, like, just being undercovered because of, like, the West Coast, you know, the Pac-12 is a really good example of all this surprise around the run from the Pac-12 and what they've done getting teams this far along. But when you look at the numbers, like for a team like USC, like this is a top ten team in the country. This is nice. this is an incredible team. The way that they're built, they have really good prospects. Statistically, they pan out as one of the best in the country. And yet, right there, they're a six seed, and everybody's kind of surprised. And by the way, the betting numbers bear that out. I talked to you guys yesterday just about that. How badly they're covering these spreads, like with no problem whatsoever. Twenty one and a half points a game during right. the tournament. It's nuts. And Gonzaga's been kicking ass like that too. But it, but with USC, like it all came together, mm-hmm. right? Um, the Mobley brothers, again, do I have to go through all the Blue Bloods? Like, they all wanted them. Now, Enfield Smart, he pulled to Kansas. You know, if you go way back with uh, Danny Manning, right? Mm-hmm. Ed Manning was on the Kansas staff. Uh, most recently with uh, the Porters, right? Everyone knows Michael Porter Jr. with the Nuggets. Well, they got him at Missouri. Dad was on the staff. Other schools have done that. USC did it, right? And they, they have talent all over the place. The kid Drew Peterson is a high major player anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a six nine face the basket guy. Um, they've got transfers all over the team. And it's funny, with a lot of these power schools, those transfers are what pushes you over the top. And they've got a, a Santa Clara kid who was great in the last game. He's awesome. He he did a good job. They've got they've got other transfers on the team where they freaking nailed it. So yeah, USC was was good all year, maybe a little inconsistent at times, and now they're getting the exposure. So I think this is going to be the norm where the West Coast is back. And keep in mind, all of them got to also sharpen their teeth against a, an Arizona team that was a tournament team as well. So there was another tournament team. Now they cheated their way out of the tournament and did the self-imposed nonsense where one NCAA tournament missed by Arizona is probably a real slight, a real uh, light slap on the wrist mm-hmm. for what they were doing. So Pac-12 is fine. West Coast basketball is fine. And if you'll notice, like Oregon – it's, always, it's funny how people will write off West Coast basketball, and it's because they don't watch it. But they'll also question maybe the brand of basketball, and it's like USC is playing Syracuse-like defense. Jason Hart is on the staff. He played at Syracuse. They're using those zone elements. Oregon, like Oregon in many ways, is a roster built around East Coast guys. Right? They're out. Right? But it's just like, oh, Oregon, you know, that Pac-12 brand of basketball. Okay, their best player 
was a transfer from Rutgers and Omar Uri, or Omar who is from Canada. Mari Hardy's a Midwest guy, Michigan, transfer from UNLV. LJ Figueroa was at St. John's. Oh, West Coast is different. No, they're getting players from everywhere in the country. It's the same players, same pool. I like, I like and, of, and of course they do they do specialize on rating California all of them and California is awesome for high school basketball I like the uh by the way I like that moniker the Pac-12 basketball do you mean like the spread it out like really <laughs> efficient offense it's averaging over 1.1 points per possession like that brand of basketball sure or you know what or you can then there's UCLA who you know Mick Cronin I think wants to play bully ball but he's got so many talented you know big wings who are not great defenders all right let's score that's by the way, I love that about like a guy like Cronin. Like he's almost it's not a negative, but he's almost like God, so irritating. I got all these good skill players. What am I supposed to do with these guys? What happened to my fifty to forty five games that we used to play? And I know in this town, you know, Mick Cronin's name is kind of mud because you know, you use UNLV to get some more facility money and a little more salary at Cincinnati. This this right here is proof that you're a good coach. Oh, of course. Hey, look, and, and, and who knows, maybe he's changed maybe going to the Pac-12, and also seeing what's happening around college basketball. This is a big discussion we got into last week where you've got Big Ten coaches who cannot get out, Azo, cannot get out of, let's just have a bunch of dudes who are going to crash the boards and maul people on defense. Like, yeah, but do you have people who can make baskets? And can you withstand, like, can you stand as a coach, not like mentally fraying at the edges because you miss a couple of defensive assignments? Cronin has played bully ball forever at Cincinnati, and maybe that's what he had to recruit. Now he's, I mean, he's got a whole different level opportunity in terms of player pool so he can play as a more offensive team i still think the way he's built the roster is is still kind of similar to what you know he, he has a lot of big strong kids uh, but he hasn't changed over the roster yet completely so we'll see what as he moves along here what he builds well and to his credit right there's little instances here and there he had a baseline out of bounds play late where tiger campbell just found i can't even i think it was i can't remember what player he found in the front court it's like an old wide open dunk like he's a really solid head coach right. like with what he's been able to do with them absolutely and to your point, too, about like just it's funny the different brands of basketball you see out there. I think, you know, I was talking to Adam about this last end of the podcast where I, I think for overall, too, we're starting to see the shift in offense as a whole in college basketball to get a little bit more NBA like. Look at Michigan, for example. Michigan's great. It's more of a traditional lineup, small guard, big bigs, but they'll look what they did in Florida State. You want to switch everything? We'll slip screens. We'll hunt mismatches. We'll do all sorts of things. We can play half court. We can play quick. We have the versatility to do so. Our bigs are skilled in a way that not so much Jokic skilled, but skilled with their hands, able to finish around the basket, all those kind of things. Like basketball is changing, and you're starting to see that with some of these teams that are still alive. It's time for The Three, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. So those are our big stories. We uh, we gave you a little tease of the 1 o'clock hour today. We're on a little bit early because we're going to head out at 4 o'clock for the uh, game broadcast of the Elite Eight games. Great games tonight with Gonzaga and USC and UCLA and Michigan. NFL News have officially ratified the 17th game, so we'll give you the schedule. Uh, other big detail in there is the season gets pushed back because now you've got 18 weeks. The Super Bowl will now be played on the latest date it's ever been played. It'll be two, uh, what, two thirteen, February thirteenth, is the Super Bowl mm. in LA, twenty twenty two. So that's a significant change. Uh, back to basketball, and we'll we'll get all the uh, NFL scheduling stuff in, and you know get into the Raiders a little more here in just a couple minutes with the t- uh, with the uh, tickets. You got jokes? Yeah. About the NFL schedule. Okay, good, yeah. good. Save it. The original one. I didn't watch the women's game last night. I was watching the men's games. So nothing against the women's game, uh, UConn and Baylor. But, you know, afterwards you see 
the end game situation. Baylor comes down. Player gets swallowed up by two players. She got fouled. She got fouled beneath. She got fouled on the arm. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a star player on one of the best programs in the country in Baylor. The ball flies in the air halfway to the basket, and no one had the stones to make the call. Here's uh, their coach, oh boy. Uh, Kim Mulkey. Is, uh, she didn't have a whole lot to say, but uh, she was mad. What did you see when Dijanae drove the ball from where you were standing? What did you see? I was surprised they didn't call a foul. Then write it like that. You don't need a quote from me. I've got steel shots and video from two angles. One kid hits her in the face and one kid hits her on the elbow. Thank you for the quote. That's what we needed. Right. I love like that, that is part of writing is I need a quote from you. Especially if she's not, you know, the woman who was asking is not a columnist. Like, I need a quote. So react, please. So I mean, I'm not I'm not going to get on Mulkey for that. No, but I also hate the response of like answering a question with a question. Right. Like, what, it's so what did annoying. you say? <laughs> it was a foul. It was a foul. I did look back. I didn't see her get hit in the face, but maybe I missed that shot. But it doesn't matter. She got she was she was enveloped by two bigger players and had an arm hit her elbow, and she did get bodied, you know, beneath the release point. So it was a foul. Uh, this was interesting. Gino Ariama, I can take him or leave him sometimes. He, he, sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's kind of whiny. Um, I'll tell you, they both, they both have egos. And that comes with making, like, you know, having power programs and making a million and a half, two million dollars a year. Everybody from LeBron James actually to your daughter tweeted that was a foul at the end. Really? Think, yeah. Do, do you think this is just sort of, in some ways, the nature of sports? Because like you said, I guess you could go back through a game and check. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't think LeBron's ever won a game on a bad call by the other team, by the other officials. Do you think? <laughs> I probably doubt it. I probably doubt that in his career he's ever won a game and decided to give it back because he looked at it and went, that was a foul. <laughs> so it is what it is. God, there's, there really are some weird, awkward moments with some of these coaches at the highest level. Uh, Muffet McGraw is kind of a weirdo at times. I don't get it. Well, is, it like, is it like more people coming at them so they're unaccustomed to having a giant throng of media as compo- you know as compared to what they just get locally? I think so. I think it's it's usually the room that you're in, right? Because it's, you know, players and kids because yeah. they're college kids are beholden to your every word and will respond and then you're talking in the media, it's a similar physical setting where everybody is sitting and looking at you, but they don't have to respect you because they're essentially right. your peers. This is also weird too because it, it looked like, you know, these are Zoom calls, you know, in these situations where you got people from around the country. Right. So I, I don't know. You know, the call should have been made. Uh, should Gino Oriama? I would love if a coach is like, yeah, they got screwed. That should have been a foul call. And yeah, we, we got her. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what, like, why, how that would hurt you. Are you worried about your player psyche? Like, what, you're throwing us under the bus. Like, no, you fouled her. Get away nothing, with it. Nothing. What, what's that? What's the, isn't there a PSA commercial? Oh, I was going to bring it up, right? Yeah, the yeah. sportsmanship is PSA. <laughs> like, coach, I fouled him. And like, good call, Alex, or whatever right. it was. Like, no, Alex is a jerk. Who cares? The two UConn players run over. Right. Like, you got to blow the whistle. They refuse to play. They're like, no, no, it was a nope. foul. Give her give her two shots. We're up one, you know, with three-tenths of a second left. Oriema instructs his team to score a basket. Right. On their, uh, on their defending hoop. Score one for Baylor. We got to be honest. We got to give you the game. In the name of sportsmanship. I mean, look, that he, probably won't happen. He tried a little bit to do it. Right. I, I would respect more your answer, though, right? Where it's like, yeah, like, we fouled. Like, it happens. You said it. It happens. Daughter. We we fouled her. Right. My daughter tweeted it. She's right. 
guess what? We're going to the final four. <laughs> so um, you know what? I, I didn't see an entire clip. If anyone followed up on the daughter part, like you addressed LeBron right. and you were smart ass about, you know, LeBron's never benefited from a, a non-call. Well, how about your daughter? <laughs> you didn't address your daughter. Is your daughter a jerk for saying that you guys fell? I would love that follow up. Is everything okay at home? Yeah. Like, is your relationship with your daughter actually healthy? This doesn't seem okay. I think you do everything in that case to uh, try to create the walk-off. Because the coach punches the mic right. and walks <laughs> off. Well, you know, we'll get to the Kim Mulkey stuff. I'm sure a lot of the audience is like, who? But we'll get to that stuff later on. She, I don't know. She did. I don't even know what she said. She did some kind of quick rant on testing. And it was uh, it was weird and ill-timed and poorly placed. But that's that's what she does. If you know anything about Kim Mulkey uh, coming back, we're going to bring in Dustin Hart. We got to get to the big NFL news of the day uh, and the week, really these trades around the NFL draft teams moving up, moving back. And also the impact of a 17th game. What's going to happen here with the Raiders and bears. And we'll bounce around some ideas on what they're going to do for tickets. Cause all of a sudden, you know, the, the league is planning on at least publicly eight games and eight games, right? Eight games at home, eight games on the road. Now you got nine legit home games and eight on the road. Nova Home Loans brings you the three. It's a refi raid at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. It's time to Trust Us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. DVT as well. All right, we got a lot of NFL to get to. We'll get to some real estate stories in just a little bit. You want to call uh, Nova Home Loans at 877-700-NOVA. So it just came down today. A speculation was out yesterday about a 17th game in the NFL. So now the season will be 18 weeks, but it also means uneven schedule. So nine home games, eight road games. Can we can we all just can we all agree on this one? We'll see. John's a younger guy, so he's more progressive. I'm going to have trouble for a while just with the record, like oh, at the end of the year, right? Like in totals. Right. That, yeah. Like it's going to screw me. I know all it's right. going to screw me up. I, I mean, I can't even get San Diego out of my head for the Chargers. So it's going to take me a couple of years to be like, yeah, they're going to have a good season. We're going to go 10 and 6. They'll go 10 and 6. You'll be like, they have two more games, moron. Oh, I'm with you. Like, and it was already, Jeff Fisher was already trending on Twitter. Because the joke was now he can't go seven and nine anymore. Like, <laughs> they technically, I guess he can go seven nine and one, but he'll never he'll never have the seven and nine record. No, I would agree. Like, and this is weird. Like, obviously, when you grow up as a kid, everything like that. Like, there were records that just sounded good. You know what I mean? Like, I just want my team to be ten and six, right? I just want them to be like twelve and four. Twelve and four was a sign of a really good team. Now it's what twelve and five and thirteen and four. Like, I can't even do even, it. Even the number seventeen seems weird. Yeah, seventeen and mm-hmm. zero. How big of a issue is it for, you know, like playoffs, like that last game? If you're not, it's not a home game. I mean, is that a, is that not that important, or am I overthinking that? You know what I mean? Like, and how do you, who, how, you know, is it just throw a dart, you know, to see who gets the home games, or do they split it up? They're going to, they're going to, they're going to go back and forth. Gotcha. So the uh, AFCs this year, right. and I don't oh, know if okay. they're going to stick. Oh, with it's the, the whole AFC. Oh, the gotcha. whole AFC has gotcha. a home game. Okay, that makes. So sense. the Raiders are taking on the Bears here, right? Um, But now you bring up another issue in all of these cities where people have one paid for PSLs, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Two are are starting to pay for season ticket packages or did. Now the season tickets can either be my guess is so they're going to they're going to 17 games. Your max preseason games will be three. 
So my guess is you'll have uh, nine home regular mm-hmm. and then one home preseason. Right. So you get 10 games. Either way, you get 10 games. But one year it could be nine and one. The other year it could be eight and two. So the eight right. and two year, you're like, I got to pay for two preseason games at home. Huh? Great. Right. Or, and do the same they price, charge, right? or do they charge more money the year you get a home game? I don't know. Well, I think. Oh, right. yeah. That's what I was thinking. I don't think the Raiders would do that this year, you know, just because of everything that's happened. And, and most of everybody's they paid care. their money, right? And we, you know, and they well, let he, it go, you know what I mean, to the to the back, basically. Right. So, but yeah, going forward, could they say, well, this year it's going to, instead of 7,500, it's 8,000. I mean, I don't know. Possibly. Hmm. Possibly. <laughs> so I don't know how they're going to work it out. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a weird deal now. So 17 games in the regular season. Uh, we'll give you some of the games that are on the schedule. Uh, well, yeah, we'll give you the good games that are on the schedule. I just saw a tweet from Roger Goodell. Um, it's not a tweet from Goodell. It's Shepard. Roger Goodell says to expect stadiums at full capacity for the upcoming NFL season. Hmm. I will guarantee you right now. Okay, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but California is going to have California is going to have 100% <laughs> attendance in August because that's when preseason games start. Right. In August, we're March right now, mm-hmm. April. Yeah. Can everyone do the math? <laughs> right? So what are we looking at? Four and a half months? I would four bet and a half that's months. Not you think they're gonna, gonna have a hundred percent? Yeah. Well I mean nice nice show of confidence by Raj, but he doesn't know. I mean, I guess the, the cop out is we are allowing hundred percent or expecting hundred percent capacity, right? Well, they were allowing anything. Right. They, right? There was no there was no rule from the NFL. The NFL's like, we don't know what to do. Yeah, you know what? You decide. So Raiders have zero, and Kansas City has 17,000. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> Integrity? Right. Oh, well. Which, that, by the way, that was one of my big discussion points before the season because we didn't know. And then it was never brought up by anyone. Like, it was kind of an advantage to have actual crowd noise of, sure. you know, 15, 18,000. Hashtag integrity fees. Wow, that's that's a whole different thing, right? Yeah, well, like, who else is going to – who else will struggle with 100%? Don't you think the Northeast will? Don't yeah, you think the Jets Washington, and Giants? Yeah. And, yeah. and Seattle? Yeah. Hmm. I, Anyone else you worry about? We know Texas would do two hundred percent, but you have the Florida, ex- Texas are fine. Oh, Florida's doing whatever <laughs> they're doing whatever they want. Yeah, I was going to say Florida might just build another stadium. What about Vegas? I mean, we're kind of right in the middle. Right? Well, I mean, we leaned more towards the west, right? I well, mean, I would. I mean, right? I would say with Sisolak's policy so yeah. far, we've been we've been extra careful. Mm-hmm. Um, see that now. The first real test, Adam and I talked about this yesterday. Adam Hill was in yesterday, and we'll also we'll get some input from Stormy, who uh, is a sideline reporter, ringside reporter for the Golden Knights in July, if the Knights were in the Stanley Cup, the Stanley Cup Finals go a little later this year, uh, we're going to find out there's going to be a couple of events at, at T-Mobile. Some of those home games potentially in the Stanley Cup Final, they got to make it. Right. Some of the home games, what will the attendance be in terms of what's allowed? Because they still haven't bumped up to I was going to say, did they here. bump it up? Yeah, La- no, last night no. was 3,900. Gotcha. So you're about at 23%, right. 24%. Right. In July, you could have Stanley Cup Final games here and – UFC, Dana White has already said he wants to be here mm-hmm. on July 10th, and he will only do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say they'll only do it, but they want 100%. They, they want 100%. Right. So we're going to know right. here in July, mm-hmm. at least with UFC, if our indoor arenas are allowing 100%. Right. Hmm. What if it's 100% vaccinated crowd? Well, I think that's got to be it, right? Or, really? Don't you think? I mean, uh, yeah, you're going to have something on your phone this, this that says, I've got it. Let me in. Right? So. Are, are you cool with that? I am. Yeah. You're giving up your rights. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, you're right being, to, I'm you're giving being, my right to see football. You're being so. spied on. 
Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, I'm on. Get ready. Like, <laughs> that, that's going to be the narrative. A lot of people are going to be like, yeah, I don't I don't want to have some like ID that they can right. follow. And I, I, I kind of feel that way, too. I'm very, yep. you know, not trusting. Mm-hmm. Now, is do I want to trade? my privacy to go to games i mean that's a decision everyone's gonna have to make well it's a good friend of mine aaron taylor he sits right next to me and he didn't want to get the vaccine but he goes if that's gonna get me in a raiders game i'm getting vaccinated right. <laughs> simplest came down to that basically i kind of agree with yeah. that i mean it's which, just which part i mean like you you said private. you were not trusting of the vaccine right before you got it last week right i had my reservations did you get it well <laughs> my but my reservations weren't for so much privacy yeah i did i mean i have my second shot coming up uh you know, whenever the date is i can't remember yeah. it's on my fridge um, but <laughs> I just I just hung it up there. And it's like, yeah, my, it's my calendar. Like, It'll phone, pop this up. Phone doesn't work. Yeah. It's going old school. For the young guy, it's going old school. Teach my kid a lesson, right? This is how it was back in my day. Back in my day. So, uh, what was your? I'm just curious. What was your concern? Was well, my, my concern was more medical, right? Like okay. the, the rushing well, of a, a vaccine, right? Yeah, the rushing of a vaccine, the effect it would have on our body. Okay, but it wasn't like oh, the government spying. I was ready for the microchip. You kidding me? Like, like I was going to make the sarcastic joke. Like, it's not like my life is. I don't know on Twitter where I have many followers who can like peer into my soul but every minute or you know like the freak out we had <laughs> about the true, face app exactly like, you know remember the face app was it china or russia and everyone was like they got your face and i'm like just google it like yeah. you'll have anybody's oh, yeah, face yeah. it takes five I looking, seconds i was looking back it was like three or two junes ago and i was like oh yeah that's where i made myself an old man that was right. hilarious and uh <laughs> and justin Watkins, you know our attorney here on the show essentially was like Dude, what are you doing? Like the Russians have your stuff now. Like, oh, I, I'm screwed. <laughs> Things could have gotten it either way. This was a lot of fun, so I guess it was worth it. That's the also that's the other thing too. It's very arrogant to think that the Russians want yeah, my information. Like Steve right? Cofield, like, 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 <laughs> or Dustin. How, how about this element of? And again, I I understand the rationale like of not trusting local federal government. I you know I, I don't want them to have my information. If you're on Facebook, you're done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like you, you right. gave that, you, right. you signed that away. It, it's an amazing, like you even talk about something like you should want to buy. Like I didn't even Google it. And then all oh, of a yeah. sudden I'm on Facebook and I'm like, what the heck? Well, <laughs> like, I mean, are they like, is it Alexa listening to me? Like yes. t- looking at that furniture? We're now we're going about it. We're like, going full conspiratorial. I mean, that there's, freaks me out. Unplug that bit. thing. There's that. In the house, you gotta unplug it. The, the sneaky, <laughs> the sneaky trick to that is if anybody on your Wi-Fi network searches for that it will then pop up on your stuff as well so amazing those are the little things that that get you you know so like i'll bring it up and maybe my wife googles it but then it'll start to appear on my i don't even google it i was just talking about it (laughs) it's like up there maybe i i don't know well have you i have to look up this research they did a research piece one time and i I learned about this in school where they just would they would track um you know uh, your purchases right yeah it's at target for example But they found out that a lady was actually pregnant before she did, judging on her purchases, the <laughs> trends of what she would buy, and her changes in the way that she would buy things. Wow. And they, they realized, and they started sending her ads for baby stuff at Target. And she was like, I'm not even pregnant. What's going <laughs> on? She was. And then two weeks later, found out that she had tested positive she was pregnant. That's crazy. Oh, boy. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. I love just it. the change in her purchasing habits <laughs> keyed wow. them onto that. You want to call Nova Home Loans, 877-700-NOVA. Dustin DeHart is here with us at the uh, Nova Home Loan Studios. We'll come back. More NFL. We're going to get into uh, the trades the last couple of days of all these draft picks, and we'll try to figure out what the hell the Niners are trying to do. I think we know what direction they're going in, but who is the guy? Cofield got his mortgage tuned up. You should, too. Call 877-700-NOVA now to lower your interest rate and lower your payments. (laughs) 
It's time to trust us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. We're about 15 minutes away from talking to a national radio host and Bears insider, NFL guy, Jeff Dickerson, who works for ESPN. We'll get into the Bears as we're doing our path to the draft and good timing. The Bears are going to play the Raiders this year in the 17th game that was added. 17 games now, 17 games starting this year, 18 weeks. That's how long the season will be. Playoffs get pushed back. Super Bowl gets pushed back. So the Super Bowl now, second Sunday of February. It'll be February 13th, 2022. Is that 2022. Day, finally? Oh, boy. Do we finally get Monday off? <laughs> Ooh. Right? I've been pushing this. for that forever. Look at this. Uh, Ari. <laughs> Ari or Brady. Uh, Brady, who's our producer for the uh, podcast. Look it up, please. Well, you have a producer podcast? or a pro- Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't work for you guys last night, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I've never heard and of And they work four days a week, yeah. Four? I believe it would be. Oh, I, our, I, our, I always wondered why you just push it back a week so we could all have Monday off. Oh, my God. I mean? Oh, we need, <laughs> no we need a Super Monday after yeah. Super Bowl Sunday, right. no doubt. All right, so what do we think, John? What's, what's going to happen here with the Niners pick at three? Uh, Alabama Pro Day, and that, that's why I was mentioning uh, Dickerson too. Alabama Pro Day today. If you Man. saw, the, every, like everyone was there to check out Mac, Mac Jones, Jones and all of the other great prospects on Alabama. So the, uh, the Niners did they move up to three to get Mac Jones because apparently uh, Little Shanny was there. Uh, Mac Jones or Justin Fields, who apparently ran a what a four four three today or four four three and a four 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 were the two. Un- what, 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 uh, what's his size? See, like six three and a half, two twenty eight or something. He's like pretty that. big, yeah. He's a big hit. It's insane. He, if he, that's he, his real time, that's insane. Yeah. And uh, Mac Jones is what six one four hundred. Chubby. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> is that uh, but, that big of a deal nowadays? I what mean, do you I got? Like Tom Brady? What do he run? Forty you time? Know? Yeah. Like, I, I get it. The NFL's changed. You want the you know the like, fast quarterback nowadays, but generally, I think over forty times are overvalued, especially right. quarterbacks and straight line speed. Like, never at one point are you sure. ever going to right um, run in the straight line. But I do think it shows some value in the athleticism of a guy his size to be able no, to run a four four three. Sure, right? It helps you out in that regard. So, like, look and remember, you. Know, so today, obviously, Justin Fields, the Ohio State Pro Day was today too. Like, I don't understand the mentality of drafting up, or excuse me, uh, trading up to number three for Mac Jones, a guy that was going to potentially be there at uh, twelve. If I remember okay. search correctly, I right where San Francisco was. So, to me, it's not Mac Jones. And by the way, I don't know if you guys saw some of the footage from his pro day today. Uh, there were quite a few overthrows that were making their way to Twitter in terms of some bad throws, including one, uh, which, by the way, it was an overthrow about like five yards uh, right. past the guy, and it cuts immediately to Belichick, who just does this. <laughs> just, shake, just shakes his head. <laughs> so who is it? Just shakes his I think it's Justin Fields. Yeah. It's either Fields or it's Lance. Like, wow. it's one of the two. Like, again, when we're talking about what the NFL is now, and by the way, you don't think a mobile quarterback running bootlegs and waggles and all that kind of stuff and a Kyle yeah, Shanahan and type system, you're right? Yeah, like that wouldn't be extremely deadly in that type of an offense. Like I think both of those guys. And look, Mac Jones today had the sarcastic comment. He made a throw while he was running, and I guess he like looked at one of the scouts and was like, "Not mobile, huh?" or something like that. You're not as mobile as Justin Fields or, or Lance. Like the, I think either one of those two is a better fit. And again. <laughs> This is just me reading. Even I, though, I, is it still worth doing what they did? Right. right? I, well, I, I, I potentially right. think yes. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm relatively high on fields. I, I think the ceiling okay. of Lance is there, but it's not Mac Jones. It's not. Like, it just it doesn't make sense to trade up that high and give up that much for it. Michael Lombardi says it's Jones, though. Yeah. My colleague. <laughs> I, just, I just saw that on. Oh, on that. I mean, clearly the Niners have someone in mind. They wouldn't have right. spent all that capital mm-hmm. to make sure they're at three. 
Well, and today too, you know, lots being made of them, right? Of Shanahan and uh, Lynch going to the pro day for Mac Jones. When in reality, it's been brought up multiple times, and like even Peter King wrote about it. It's like you realize that, like, anyway, right? And like Shanahan's seen Fields throw live, right? right? You're probably just doing your due diligence. If you've seen Fields enough and you're comfortable in your evaluation of them, if your assessment of him, why would you go waste time to go watch him when you can go watch the guy you have? And and you're number three, right? There's no guarantee, Right. right? That the Jets don't pick who you want. Exactly. And obviously the Jets, I, they must be entrenched with what they're doing since they didn't. I mean, I'm sure the Niners went calling them, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to go to three and give up all that, I would assume you'd want to go to number two. So, Jets, Zach Wilson? Seems like it. Now, Maybe what about the trade was... value of Darnold? I read like yeah. a third-round pick. Jeez. It's got to be more than that. I think, I think that I, we'll see what they get because they're going to trade him if they, if they take Zach Wilson. I think they waited too long. Yeah. Or maybe they, you know, maybe they were. I mean, the are you on board got from that? the league was you're not getting better than a third, so you don't have to play any games. Hmm. Do what you're going to do, and eventually someone will trade for him as a backup. As a Jets fan, would you want to see Darnold get another shot and yes. use all this draft capital around him to make the team better because it's not just him that's yes. making the Jets bad? I don't love Zach Wilson. I don't love any of the quarterbacks yeah, in this draft, but yeah. uh, aside from Trevor Lawrence, but I also, I'm a lunatic, so, you know, I'm writing love letters on the air to Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> so I can't get over the breakup. Like crying this draft is slowly shaping up to be one of the most interesting ones oh, we've seen in a long time, right? It's a dream <laughs> for NFL <laughs> Network, the league, it's and crazy. ESPN because yeah. most people, most drafts, people only care about the quarterbacks, the right. wide receivers, the glamour players. No right. one's getting fired up over, you know, hey, you're going to get a 13 year defensive tackle who's, you know, <laughs> right. who could be, uh, you know, a step behind Aaron Donald. Mm, so what? Like, no, not so what? Right. Though that's the those are the key. quarterback is key, <laughs> right? But the drama around where quarterbacks go, it, that makes it's a TV show. So that's yeah. what it. That's what makes it every year. And remember, too, like we we talk, we see this all the time. We're still a month out from the draft. Tua Tungabailoa, if you remember, was it two weeks or a week before the draft? A report came out, Dolphins like Herbert Moore. Like, <laughs> like it, where did that come from? What happened? We've heard this all along. And then the week leading up to the draft, and especially in the betting market, like there was this push on, Tua, on Justin Herbert to go before Tua. Like, you can't really read too much into this. Yeah. And I saw one shot make Mac Jones a favor to go three just because Shanahan and Lynch – we're at the pro day today. Yep. Like that's that's insane to me. Yeah. If you read anything in terms of evaluation of these guys, Mac Jones is going to be potentially at his highest fifteen in that range yeah. to the end of the first Light round, if not though. second. Yeah. What's the total on quarterbacks in the first round? So it's, up to, it's up to five and a half. Yeah. Oh, they they reposted it. It's up. To, the last time I looked, and it was like two days ago. I was in California. It was five and a half. Exactly. John and I love this bet, right? Over under, and we're usually we always play under. This uh, year seems crazy. Year. But they originally posted it at four and a half, and then what was what did it get to? Like minus five hundred? Yeah, minus six. Yeah, I think it got to like six twenty five or something. Four and a half was the yeah, over. Yeah. Yep. The over. Like okay. they posted such a bad number right. that it got destroyed up to six twenty five, where it's unplayable. Because then you're like, yeah. I mean, I guess I would play a big plus number at four and just roll the dice. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lottery ticket. So they reposted it at five what's and a half. It, yeah, what's five and a half right now? Yeah, but it's uh, heavily shaded to the under. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll oh, look it is for you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, think about it. Five, like five and a half. Okay. Let's see. Who are the other two? You're talking about Kyle Trask and I can't even tell you who the sixth quarterback would be at that point. I don't even know who Kyle Trask is. He's a Florida quarterback. <laughs> right. And like Kyle Trask. He's interesting because he's a big, gigantic dude, 6'5", right. 240. When was the last time a 6'6 six, six guy like worked out, though, in the NFL as a quarterback? I don't know. Justin Herbert? Uh, who says he worked out? Oh, <laughs> uh, we stop, yeah. please. What do you mean? And by yeah, the, has he worked out long it, term? No. Did he have one of the greatest rookie years ever as a quarterback? Yes. And, so and to this point, he's on based track. on what we have, yes, he's worked out. And I should clarify the archetype of a Kyle Trask because Kyle Trask and Justin Herbert from an athleticism standpoint are not the same player. Okay. Um, and Josh, watch him. Josh, Josh Allen. <laughs> right. 
Josh, again, athleticism. Josh Allen is a Kyle much Trask better is athlete. a good athlete. He's not at the level of Josh Allen. Hmm. Is he at the level of Herbert? He's not. He's not as good an athlete as, in terms of mobility as Herbert. From what I have seen, no. And now I am open okay. to be wrong on that. Obviously, I'm not going to. I might be wrong, and maybe right. maybe he is like a you know a statue in the pocket. He's Philip Rivers. I don't well, I don't think he's a statue. Like, but again, when you're like six six, to have some sort of athleticism, right, to the point where like people are saying, like Adam, if you don't work out a quarterback, you'd be a damn good tight end. Like, I don't think that's Kyle Trask, just because he can move a little bit better than Philip Rivers. It's not necessarily. I bar to clear. So, so we hope this all worked out then. I've watched every minute of Kyle Trask <laughs> football. Yeah, I'm more confused than when I we're, we're both have to go back and watch the tape. <laughs> so where are we with rates? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the appreciation on current home values is still moving up, right? Yeah, the real estate market's on fire. I've been saying that for months now. It's not slowing down. We have no supply right now. A huge amount of demand. People are trying to get offers accepted, it's a real struggle out there. If you know you do get pre-approved with us, Steve, we can do what's called a pledge approval. It's almost as good as cash. We're helping people get their offers accepted, and you need any type of, you know, any type of assistance that you can right now to get through this crazy real estate market. It's funny somebody said, "What's the real estate market up there like right now?" And so my loan officers go, "Remember when you were trying to get toilet paper <laughs> like back in March?" So that's yeah. basically what okay. it is right now. <laughs> you know. So and again, rates. I've been telling everybody the last couple of months they've been ticking up and they, and they continue to do that. But they, you know, if you take last year out of the equation, there's still some of the lowest rates we've ever seen in the history of the United States. We can still lower your interest rate. If you got mortgage insurance, let's look at getting rid of that. It'll save you a ton of money. And look, if you've got mounting debt or you need to make some home repairs, there's no better time right now with the equity that you have lock in at a low rate before they continue to go up. Cause that's looks like what they want to do right now. It's a, uh, it doesn't seem like they're coming down anytime soon. So call us now. Let's get that mortgage tune-up done. It's it's like a tetanus shot. You're like, no, that wasn't so bad, <laughs> right? So it's we'll it's do, not. It's it not. Is it a, is a quick process, know? and at least you find – I mean, you're silly not to call. You find out what you got exactly. right now. At the end of the day, I might tell you you're good. Sleep like a baby. I, Don't I've do I've sent anything. you many people, yep. and, and yep. Hey, you're like, they didn't need anything. Yep. Exactly. So exactly. He'll, he'll give you the answer. 877-700-NOVA is the number. Uh, by the way, 5.5 minus 500 on the under. Yeah. Oh wow! Seems yeah. about right. And I'm also just watching Mac Jones just sail. What's the uh, What's the over plus what? Uh, well, the split's not that great. It's plus three fifty over at DraftKings. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, actually, it's a great split. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, yeah. I feel like we're going to be hearing about DraftKings a little bit more. Uh, all right, all right Dustin. Hey, we appreciate you. it. Thanks for having us out here. Trust Us is presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call today at 577-2600 to learn how to purchase a home with $20,000 in down payment assistance. Dial up Dustin now, 577-2600. It's time for Cofield and Company's Path to the Draft. Brought to you by Battle Board Injury Lawyers. Need legal advice? Call 570-9000. Talk a little bears, and we can talk about so much more. You hear Jeff Dickerson at times on weekends here on ESPN Las Vegas for ESPN National. He's a Bears insider for ESPN.com, and he joins Cofield and JVT in Vegas. How are you, Jeff? Steve John is fantastic to be with you guys today. Yeah, we got some good stuff to get into. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, first of all, let me just get your reaction to the 17th game being added around the league, and uh, now we got a Raiders Bears game on tap. Well, we do have a Raiders-Bears game. So for me, uh, when I heard that news, that's two thumbs up for all the Chicago media. 
uh, that are very much uh, hoping to be fully vaccinated and traveling in the fall <laughs> to spend yeah, a couple yeah. of days in beautiful Vegas. It's been too long for me personally. Um, you know, I can understand the players' apprehension because if you look at it from their perspective, okay, they were just had a 17, 17th game thrown their way. Um, there's been no talk of any sort of extra compensation for that game. And, oh, guys, by the way, uh, the salary cap has been reduced this year. So mm-hmm. that's why I think you are, you are seeing the, uh, the trickles of players coming out, you know, making comments, you know, kind of being incredulous about the whole thing. From a league perspective, it makes all the sense in the world. It's a step closer to the 18-game schedule, which uh, we all know the owners want. Um, I mean, they make so much money off that 17th game. It, it's just uh, it's unbelievable. So for the owners, for the fans, I think it's great. Uh, but for the players, I think you can understand their obvious frustration. The 18th game, that has to be well, that has to be collectively bargained. Could they do that before whatever it is, 2030, 2031? I'm sure they'll be able to. Uh, knowing the <laughs> NFL, this was all done uh, in accordance to a plan of getting that 18th game. I mean, to me, I think the most telling thing of what happened uh, with this labor contract that got done before COVID is how smoothly it went. And I, I don't mean that in a, in a, um, you know, a negative way towards the NFLPA, but I think we all know by now, these owners are billionaires for a reason. They get what they want. They're captains of industry. Some of them, not in Chicago, but some of them. And um, they just know how to cut really hard deals. And um, I think the players just took what they felt was their best available deal but at some point i believe strongly that deal will be an 18th game and and getting to the 17th game is just a step in that direction we'll get to the bears here in one second something else we were just discussing super bowl now will be on the latest uh, it's ever been february 13 2022 we were speculating that well there was a possibility what president's day the next day but you know you forget february 14th is also a big day males around this country have a bit of a conundrum can you do super bowl sunday back to back with valentine's day I think you're going to have to. Uh, I think okay. perhaps that could okay. be your, your get-out-of-jail-free card for Super Bowl weekend, the promise of a romantic <laughs> and uh, well-planned-out Valentine's Day. You know, actually, this might fall into, into the guy's laps here. This might actually be a good thing. Uh, you can use the Super Bowl, as, you use Valentine's Day as collateral. Be like, honey, listen, i got to drink all day on Super Bowl Sunday. i got to have my buddies over. Hopefully, again, that COVID is uh, beyond us uh, at that point with the vaccines. we got to have big parties because tomorrow – it's going to be your special day, hon. And we're going to do whatever it is you want to do. Go to a nice dinner, drink some nice wine, what have you, some martinis. So I think actually that, that could end up being actually maybe a win-win for the guys. I feel like you've done some negotiating on this uh, front before. That sounded pretty good. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for all sorts of advice. <laughs> I was kind of buying into it. I'm like, yeah, Jeff's really sweet talking us here. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's get into the Bears. As uh, The Bears have, uh, you know, an interesting I, – I'll, I'll, again, I'll use the word conundrum. I – yeah. Explain to me what 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 is their plan at quarterback? And and last week, obviously, I don't know if they were trolling. What the hell they were doing? Uh, social media intern made a mistake with the QB one, Andy Dalton. What is the plan at quarterback? Well, how much time we got here? It's not that long of a segment, unfortunately. We're, we're at the back of the hour. I know the I know the radio clock quite well. Um, they're really uh, if there's a plan, it has not yet come to fruition. So. This has been a 70-plus year problem in Chicago, really. Um, you know, they never have stabilized the position. I, I mean, Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl, but was hurt all the time. Um, didn't last that long. You know, Cutler could play, but he wasn't 
the guy that was going to, you know, rise all the boats. You know, he wasn't the guy that was going to lead the team to the promised land. But yet they paid him twice, two big contract extensions, plus all they gave up to get him from Denver. And the result of that was one playoff win. Now, is that all Cutler's fault? Of course not. But he didn't play well enough for them to be a championship contender ever. And then you went back to the dark ages um, with some of the quarterbacks they had in, you know, uh, 16. Then they draft Mitch in 17 with the Mike Glennon thing, which was a fiasco. Uh, you know, Trubisky just, you know, for all his good traits, and guys, he does have some good traits. He's mm-hmm. a fabulous athlete. He can run, okay? He's wired well. He's, and, and by that I mean, I don't mean he's wired well to see the field well. I don't mean that. I mean, he's wired well to be a guy that hangs in there, right? I mean, he really can have nine terrible series and then have one good one. He can do it. He doesn't, you don't lose him that way. But you can't play like he plays. And then go back and say they missed on Watson. Now, um, I mean Mahomes. The Watson thing is turning very sour in, in Houston. So I don't, you know, perhaps, you know, hindsight. Who knows, right? Maybe that doesn't happen. I don't know. But you, Mahomes. That's just that's the one. You, you can't miss on Mahomes. And they missed. And they missed badly. So this year, you know, they did the Zoom call after the season ended, and it was about quarterback, quarterback, more quarterback talk. And they swore that they had a plan. It was going to be. Ryan Pace, the GM, Matt Nagy, the head coach. They talk a lot about collaboration, and you get Andy Dalton. So the plan is, um, my guess is they will work hard to try to get a quarterback in the draft. But at number 20, it's going to be really hard to get any of the five big prospects. So my guess is they will draft a quarterback at some point. Draft weekend, is that Kyle Trask? Is that Kellen Mond? Excuse me, I'm not sure. But I do not believe that they will go into the season with just Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and nothing else because I think uh, the city will burn down in flames. Yeah. I, I just don't understand the choice of Dalton specifically. Why not, if you need a bridge, I mean, you got Foles there, go get Gardner Minshew for nothing. Uh, roll the dice a bit, trade some uh, draft equity, take a chance on Sam Darnold. It, it, Dalton just seems like it's a dead end. There's no hope beyond this. Well, the thing with Dalton is, you know, they're big on familiarity. So if you look at, if you piece everything together, I mean, Nick Foles is a bear because of the time he spent with Matt Nagy in Philadelphia and Kansas City. Andy Dalton is a bear because of the time he spent with Bill Lazor, the Bears' offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. They had to bring someone in that they felt knew the system well enough to hit the ground running. What was a good guy, which is, that's the consensus on Dalton. There's never been any issues with Dalton. You know, he's, he's, at times, displayed some really good accuracy. Um, they they claim he's durable. Now, I saw him get knocked out last year in Dallas, so I don't know about that one. I questioned yeah. him on that one. Like, well, he was durable in Cincinnati. Okay, take your word for it. But that's the choice. I mean, what Russell Wilson was a pipe dream. Getting Watson was a pipe dream, which now I don't think anyone's going to do anything with Watson after what's going on. So they just were like, okay, we're not going to get Wilson. We got to get someone. We got to do it now. Dalton, in their mind, was the best available, again, because they have the linkage to him. And I feel pretty strongly that's why he's a bear right now. If they don't go quarterback, yeah, John. I was just, I'm just curious, like, what's the trust level in uh, Nagy and that staff to develop a quarterback if they do get a young one? Well, that has yet to be determined, right? I mean, <laughs> another big strike against Nagy, who I think has a lot of great traits as a coach, a lot of great traits. But there hasn't really been a lot of player development on the offensive side of the football. 
You know, Mitch did not develop the way he had to. Anthony Miller's uh, second-round pick out of Memphis, wide receiver, has not developed the way that he needs to. Um, you know, Cole Komet had a very average rookie year last season. James Daniels, a former second-round pick on the offensive line, was hurt most of last year, but he hadn't really developed the way they need him to. Uh, so that's a, that's a big question mark. So, I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, if they get a young quarterback, can they develop him? I mean, they've got a lot of pretty good offensive minds on that staff. You know, John Filippo is there, Laser. They hired Tom Herman to be an, a, you know, like a, a consultant. So um, they have a lot of minds, but the, the minds have yet to produce a, a young upstart franchise quarterback, which is what they just desperately need. Uh, last one, 20th pick, if they don't go quarterback, uh, what do they look at? They go wide receiver, offensive line? Are we looking at edge rusher? What's the choice? I, I would say best available in their mind, probably receiver, offensive lineman. They need a right tackle. Bobby Massey's gone. Charles Leno is kind of on his left leg over at left tackle, so they're going to have to do a complete tackle overhaul. The interior isn't bad at the offensive line. they got some guys to, to move around. Cody White here is a good player. They found some younger guys, Alex Bars. Last year, Sam Mustafer. Uh, but then wide receiver, I mean, again, they, they did franchise tag Allen Robinson, and that could get a little contentious, I'm sure, this summer before the deadline to sign for a long-term deal. But, you know, Anthony Miller really hasn't turned out. Riley really hasn't turned out. Um, so, yeah, I would say probably best available re- receiver offensive lineman if they have to stick at 20. Jeff, good spot, man. We really enjoy your, uh, your stuff on the weekends on ESPN National and uh, great stuff on the Bears. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. You too. There he is, Jeff Dickerson, ESPN 1000 in Chicago, does ESPN National, ESPN.com, expert on the Bears. That was, those were dramatic pauses. Right. Like, like as a Bears writer, he's feeling the pain. Right. It, it doesn't – I mean, am I wrong? And what I said there in the middle of it, I'm like, $10 million on Andy Dalton. Go trade a fifth-round, sixth-round conditional pick for Gardner Minshew. The, the, it seems like the value on Darnold is depressed. Spend a fourth, a third on Sam Darnold. Well, I, I, and would... I, I understand the familiarity thing. Uh, one, Dalton, we don't know if he's durable. And two, he was bad last year on a team. And listen, their offensive line was not what it was in the past, but he had weapons. He was not good. What, $10 million for that? I'd rather go Minshew Mania. I mean, I would argue that he got a little bit better as the season went on. And like you said, I mean, like the Redskins game where he gets sacked like seven times and he gets destroyed. But regardless, football team. Uh, no. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, that's right. And I'm supposed to remember that there's 17 games. Like, <laughs> you no shot. You're still doing <laughs> you're still doing skins and I'm still doing San Diego for the Chargers. Um, but like to your point, too, it's not only going out and getting Dalton. It's what you have tied up with Dalton and Nick Foles. Like combined at the quarterback position, you're spending that much money on a backfield of Nick Foles and Andy Dalton like. It's not something that I really understand either. And it sucks because they're at 20, right? What are you going to do? Draft Mac Jones? He's going to be available. So you're just going to reach and, and get Jones? He, you mentioned Kyle Trask. You saw my face. Ugh. You can go first round, 20th overall, Kellen Kyle Mond. Trask. Those right. are, that's a sixth quarterback. That would be the spot maybe the sixth quarterback goes. There's no shot Kellen Mond is a first round pick. With the Bears? Who knows? John, they, their solution for now is Andy Dalton. You just heard Jeff Dickerson's like, yeah, well, you know, they that's all they talked about was quarterback going into the offseason, and that's what they come up with. All these guys, I mean, I don't know. Am I crazy? Am I, you know, the fact that, uh, one, no one, no one calls Cam Newton? Right. No, no. How about Jameis? Yeah. How about F over the same? I don't, that's what, that's another one I don't understand. 
make an offer for Jameis Winston that's like a two-year deal with a high guarantee. Try him for a couple of years. And the other part of it is if the Saints want to match, good luck. But you're not getting him at a bargain basement rate. I don't like the gamesmanship around the NFL. I think it's bizarre that people don't make the effort to screw over other teams. And like, you know, if it was Jameis, like, oh, we got him for 20 mil with 16 guaranteed for two, you know, two years. Oh, well, I guess we'll have to suffer through that. And, you know, I'm putting suffer in quotes as a you know sarcastic remark. I'd rather have that try something with some upside than freaking Andy Dalton. Being a little hard on Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, let's Andy move. Dalton's ears are ringing. Like, I know. Going move on? past the, uh, the halfway point of the show. We'll get to uh, our gambling expert, uh, Sammy P, at the end of next hour. A lot of angles coming up on the Elite Eight. Get that mortgage tuned up right now. 877-700-NOVA is the number to call at Nova Home Loans. 